Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve and Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports. We're doing a Thursday afternoon record because Matt and I's schedules are all jammed up. Amanda's schedule's jammed up and it's getting holiday season, so we're really yeah. going to be getting jammed up here yeah, soon. It's, and it's uh, it's doing like everything outside right now. Yeah, it's we, a little rain, a little ice, a little snow. It's fun because you still, you still got all the leaves clogging up the catch basins. Oh yeah. So there's like puddles on the ground. But the trees are, like, covered in ice. So, I don't know. It's kind of like Winter Wonderland, but it's also just kind of, like, more of the same rainy mess that was, like, September and October. And, uh, you know, I guess that means it's football season. Football season is awesome. Uh, we have some high school football going on. Um, the high school football we got going on is uh, we're pretty much down to this weekend, Heinz Field. For four of the six classes, and then two of the classes are still in semifinals, and then have their finals at other sites. So you got this weekend six A Seneca Valley Pine Richland. Um, you got four uh, A South Fayette and Thomas Jefferson, three A Aliquippa and Derry, uh, and one A Rochester and Olsh are all this Saturday at Heinz Field. 2A and 5A are still in the semis championship next weekend at Bobby Moe and Norwin High School. Who'd you say was in 5A? 5A? Uh, they still in semis. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. So, yeah, I'm going to go... Uh, mm, TJ's always tough, but South Fayette's good, too. I'm going to pick TJ. I'm going to pick Pine Richland, Aliquippa, and Rochester. I'm going with... Yeah, Pine Richland... South Fayette. I'll take South Fayette. Uh, Quippa. Well, Derry's tough, and I actually have a couple friends from high school. Their kids play on Derry. Oh, yeah. So. I don't um, know anything about Derry except for that when my brother played Pee Wee, that's where they had to go for weigh-ins. And it seemed weird to have to truck it all the way out to Derry just to, like, get weighed in. But, you know. Yeah, pretty leagues, much. Leagues be running leagues. Yeah, and then Olsh, I mean, they only got a football team a couple years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, when I say a couple years ago, it's probably 10 to 15. Well, you know, they're, they're a Catholic school, so they can recruit, right? Yeah, yeah, they're allowed. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, it happens. Um, oh, man. I, yeah. um, the, on, the only Whippeal news I got from my weekend was that Jerkovic got in for a couple plays in the Notre Dame game. Yeah, he did. Cause, uh, because, you know, Ian Book... Liam, of course, was, was injured was and injured. held out of the Florida State game, and Wimbush had a really good game. Wimbush had a really um, good game, and he had a good enough game that they're like, "All right, well, let's get you yeah. out and get this young kid in here." Yeah, he got he got the like, uh, you know, speaking of backups, he got the like Josh Dobbs like come on at the end of the game, and yeah, you know, he wasn't as good as Josh Dobbs when Josh Dobbs came on, but you know, we st we still got some some good backup quarterbacks that we can, you know, look forward to both on uh, you know our pro and college teams. And, uh, Definitely. That's why people follow the whip. That's one reason people get into the whip fields for like recruiting stuff. Like who's going to be good in you know possibly in the pros. I mean we're lucky here. We've got a lot. A lot of really now good. that now that Erie is part of the whip field, apparently. Like I feel like we can claim James Connor and any future James Connors. You know like we got Curtis Martin. You know like 
I, I claim McCoy even though he's from Harrisburg because like eventually it's just gonna be like a statewide league of like you know Catholic teams and then the like super teams from like Philly and the North Hills of Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, the, that's that's where we're headed with this. Well, I mean North Allegheny got blown the hell out by Seneca last week, which was not expected whatsoever. No, but I mean, but they're like. I mean, Seneca's a big district. It's not... Well, Seneca, they haven't been as as successful as, like, North Allegheny and uh, Pine, you know, in recent years, but they're still huge. I oh, mean, yeah, they're huge. They draw from such a big area up Yeah, there. and it's, I like, mean, farm boy territory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those are, like, those, well, I mean... A little bit. Cranberry's not so farm boy anymore, but... Evan City, Z- Evan City, Zillianople yeah, is. <laughs> I mean, it's, that, that, that's up there. Um, I had some Evan City baseball players on my whole freshman year, man. They were all... <laughs> big skull dipping opinion having dudes man <laughs> they, they, they'd have a side chaw of red man in with a skull in the lip and smoking a marlboro at the same time and pitching a no hitter <laughs> and pitching a no hitter yeah i mean there was yeah there, there's some big boys up that way but yeah um, man probably you know i all i know i don't know if you've ever been up to the harmony inn oh i love the harmony great inn. place great supposedly spot. haunted supposedly haunted i i've never witnessed any of it i know shiloh girls on it and i've seen that stuff mm-hmm. um but harmony and i we've never been up there long enough to see any of that but the patio is awesome in the summer yeah. and i got really good beer really good food yeah it's a good spot so maybe i should switch my pick to seneca valley because because they blew out na because they blew out NA. They, got a, they got a bunch of farm boys with a high nicotine tolerance <laughs> they blew out na with all the steelers kids on the team yeah that's i mean that's <laughs> That is a good point. Um, but, yeah, so um, speaking of that, like, so that whole Tomlin's kid going to Maryland thing. Yeah. Like, I saw, like, someone on Twitter was, like, taking a bunch of heat for, like, suggesting that it was, like, weird that a coach's kid would go to a program that was in such turmoil. And people were, like, crucifying her for, like, having that opinion. Uh, yeah. I had that same exact opinion. I know. I mean, that, that... Why, why isn't my phone, like, b- blowing up right now? Um, I, I need to tweet more. I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah. we need to tweet more. Who knows? Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then uh, so another uh, fun thing going on in Pittsburgh. Um, so you have some time, Matt. You mm-hmm. have some time to work out and get in shape. Um, the Riverhounds are holding uh, open tryouts December seventh and eighth. They do would like you to have some previous collegiate or professional experience. I played intramurals in college. Does that count? That's collegiate experience. Yeah. Um, Emphasized by the staff, all costs are on your own if you are traveling in to Pittsburgh for this. Uh, They do have um, some uh, block of rooms blocked off at the Sheridan and Station Square if you need a a room overnight. Uh, But their check-ins are at like 8 o'clock. If you sign up before November 30th, I think it's like $125. Yeah. Uh, cost for the tryout and so forth. So, I mean, you run, I you do. bike, you don't smoke, uh, you don't <laughs> smoke cigarettes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I appreciate the thought, but like, I'm really, I'm not in any sort of shape for that. Like, honestly, like, I don't even think I could get on the field this weekend upcoming, which is when they're having, they're having a, uh, a fundraiser for the Tree of Life Synagogue yes. and for the public safety fund for the injured police officers. Um, and it's a seven-on-seven tournament. And it's there's, like, entry fees. It's also open to the public if you just want to go watch. I think after this, the, uh, like, you know, team, like, one-off games are over with, they're going to have, like, a, you know, some sort of, like, police versus fire, like, 11-on-11 match. 
Um, there's going to be like raffles and all kinds of prizes. So, you know, if you're if you're serious about you know getting down to Highmark, you want to check that out. You know, or you could go make an ass of yourself at open tryouts. Yeah, and pay 125 bucks for it. Oh, so or, it costs money. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, can we like get Sorg to come tape it? Maybe we <laughs> can make like a comedy piece out of it. I'd pay twenty one twenty five if it gets some like traffic, you know. Uh, I have a guy I work with that he's from Ireland and yeah. he played soccer and he came to this country um, to play in college and whatnot and and so forth. And I sent the link to him and he's like, "Thanks for the thought." He goes, "But there's no way I can do that anymore." I'm like, "Why is that?" He goes, oh. "He goes, my body's so beat up." Yeah. He goes, "Why do you think I coach now?" Yeah. He says, "Like so, he actually does. He's like a private coach, like yeah. private coaching lessons." I mean, I couldn't even I couldn't even play for like the Pipers team. You know what I mean? Like those those are some serious people who've like played. Like they might be old dudes, but they played in like college and high school, and like I didn't. So there's like a skills gap that like no amount of like cardio can ever make up for. And also the amount of running they made us do just to try out for the freshman team at Central was the most running I've done in my life. Well, because it was the only time I ever had anyone making me. <laughs> there's that there's that um yeah so i mean anybody interested that has any type of soccer experience uh it's 18 and up is uh what it's open till i mean if you want to play for like one of the class teams in the usl yeah i mean go for it um so yesterday uh there was some big news uh going with the uh, boys a winner um jim rutherford uh gets a three-year extension um, and then goes ahead and makes a non-trade deadline trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Haglin uh, to the LA Kings for Tanner uh, Pearson. I don't know much about Pearson at all. I have to look up on that. I know he's a decent forward, but LA's kind of shitty. So yeah, he, I, I, I think he's apparently a speedy guy. Haglin was a fast ass dude. I don't know what the deal is. Like I, I can only see this in terms of Jim Rutherford consolidating his power. Like wanting to shake things up a little bit, you know. I I still I still feel like you know Sullivan's not out of the woods. Um, you know, it sucks because like it's it's a business and people like get you know friendships among the team and then guys are shipped out and you don't expect it when it's not a deadline deal. You know, but Rutherford apparently thought this was the way to go. I mean. Well, look at it this way. Maybe, maybe you're like switching up chemistry on like a line here or there. You, you can like swap some parts like up and down the lines, and you still have pretty much the same kind of like element that Haglin brings. Well, thing is too is like you said about the chemistry and guys have bonds on the team. Uh, Patrick Hornquist is the one that's going to be most he's most upset about this situation, is because I mean his fellow Swedes. Um, I mean, they, they rode to the games together. They rode to the airport together. They mm-hmm. lived in the same neighborhood. Their wives are really good friends. Um, he, he's the one that's like, he's like losing his best friend. Um, I'm sure he'll make more. <laughs> yeah. Um, you and know, and, also, hey, and him and Hags will get together. There's all-star break. And all-star break, stuff like summer that. And... Summer and whatnot. Um, but what happened with this trade is it kind of happened like in the middle of practice. Mm. So all the guys got to say goodbye to Haglin and whatnot and so forth. Damn. So it's not like, you know, he left in the middle of the night on a Mayflower truck from Baltimore to Indianapolis. Um, that would be weird. Yeah, right? That would be a weird way to trade a hockey player. Right. Considering there aren't teams in either of those cities. Correct. But 
She uses reference. I, I got the, I get the reference. Um, Some but, of our younger listeners might not get the reference. Yeah, it's true. Or even remember that the Indianapolis Colts were once in Baltimore. For several, several years. Several, several years. Um, Brookline's own Johnny Unitas. Yeah. Not heard of him. Yeah, maybe once or twice. Uh, but, so, uh, Hornquist is a little upset about it. He says, this is the worst part about the game that you do after a while. It is a, it's a business. Yeah. So... Well, the worst part about the game is guys like Tom Wilson, but, you know. Well, I mean, well. He, that, that was a story this week also. Yeah, he's he's due to come back, right? He's back. He's back, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that I, goes. I, I, I haven't heard anything, but I deleted my police scanner app from my phone, so. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I haven't really been on Twitter much because I've been driving on icy roads all morning, so. My, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to tweet with ice. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, uh, some other bad news is Crosby was being evaluated for an upper body injury and is out for about a week. Yeah, that's, so that's true, too. So tonight's game, uh, uh, Tampa Bay's in town. Um, it sucks because just when Crosby was getting hot. Yeah, right? You know? Super hot. Like, they need some, something, you know? Like, you could shake up chemistry a lot of ways. Like, one great way to shake up chemistry is for, like, the best player in the world to catch fire. And now he's out. It's an upper body injury. Like, I don't know what that means. Do you have any idea? Is there any... No. Um, that's the funny thing about hockey is they just say it's an upper body injury or a lower body injury. Right, but then, then there's, but then there's chatter and gossip, and, and teams usually keep it pretty close to the vest. But if you watch the game, sometimes you can tell. You know, like, if he, like, goes off clutching his shoulder, for example... You know, you you can ascertain that the upper body injury isn't a concussion. I, I think, but it, an upper body injury could be a concussion. Well, they would say concussion if it was. Oh, a concussion. right, because there's the protocol. Yeah. Okay. Um, upper body injury. It could be anything from a wrist, elbow, shoulder, cracked rib. Um, and something tells me he sustained it either late in the game the other night or in practice, mm. because he played the whole damn game. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, he might have slept on his arm wrong. How many times do you sleep on your arm wrong and it takes you a half a day to get to work right? It um, is currently still in process as we speak. There you go. Remember, remember how I said I had a weird morning? Right. That was part of it. <laughs> that was a big part of it. It happens. Uh, you know, my eyes are still not focusing properly yet. I mean, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, so... Penguins again. They make a trade. See what happens. Bring in a guy. Um, change some things up. I know um, Crosby was still being evaluated this morning. Uh, Mark Recchi took his spot in morning skate. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, obviously, Mark Recchi can't suit up. Um, I was gonna say, man. But I mean, during <laughs> practice, Recchi took his yeah. spot. I mean, they got to get somebody up the, from the Barry. Well, so, well, and they'll move the lines around and they'll put somebody on that front line. I mean, but do they have like a healthy scratch where they can move into the lineup on a forward line, or I'm do sure they have they to do. bring somebody up? Uh, they got somebody on there. I'm sure they do. I mean, Derek Broussard is still not ready yet. Right. He's, um, he's he hasn't even practiced yet. Has no, he? no, unless no. he did today that I didn't. Unless hear about. he did today that I didn't hear about on a morning skate um, or somewhere along those lines. I don't know. They'll figure it out. They always do. They always do. Well, and, also, and we always say well, that. Well, also, Tanner Pearson's supposed to be ready to go for tonight. Okay. Well, that's so cool. He got his visa. He's in from L.A. Oh, wait. <laughs> same country. Yeah, same country. You don't need a visa. Um, but, uh, and... Do they have a different anthem that they play Kings games? Like, uh, <laughs> I love I, L.A. I, it's, you know what? Have you ever been to a game on the West Coast? Nah. I've never been to the West Coast. So, I need to get out there. So, when you go out to a game on the West Coast, you know, here in Pittsburgh, the stadium's full at the national anthem 
on the West Coast, second period is when the stadium fills up. Mm-hmm. And then it empties out with about five minutes left in the game. Because everybody's stuck in fucking traffic. Yeah. You can't get there. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm racking up a lot of miles on my Southwest visa. So, uh, maybe, maybe I'll get out to, like, a Pirates game out there. Oh, Pirate game in San year. Francisco? Yeah. always I've always wanted to. Like, I'm... I didn't think L.A. was so cool, but, like, I'm starting to hear more about it now. Like, I'm not I'm not really into, like, the whole Hollywood thing, but there's other stuff to do there's out there. There's other stuff to do out there. And, like, Dodger Stadium just looks like an awesome venue. So, you know, watch, watching Dodger games in the playoffs these past couple years, like, now I really want to go there. Yeah, so, it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere there. And to me, like, a hockey game's a hockey game. Like, it's you're in an arena. Mm-hmm. Like, the experience isn't that much. Unless you're in Vegas, it's really not that much different of an experience. Well, like, you're going to hear some Metallica riffs at some point. You know, well, well, some some mascot's gonna skate around. There's gonna be like girls in yoga pants with shovels. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much I hockey. Mean, right? I mean, speaking about LA, um, you got uh, LeBron last night. I, you know uh, what, I saw he, that he, he's what now fifth all time on the on the points list. Yeah, so still weird seeing purple LeBron. Well, on top of that. Did I tell you about? So Amanda and I are going to Cleveland for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you, you you did mention that. You know. I so was like, LeBron. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, uh, we're sitting there, I'm like, I can't believe, you know, it's like, oh, Cavs tickets are like $20 a piece. And the day we're going to be up there before Thanksgiving, oh, the Cavs are in town. Who are they playing? The fucking Lakers. Do you think that the league, like, made this, like, built the whole schedule around LeBron getting to go home for Thanksgiving? I, we were talking you know about I mean? that. Like, Jimmy Butler doesn't get to go home for Thanksgiving, we were talking, probably. We were talking about that. <laughs> we were talking about that in the car last night on the way home from work at, like, 1 a.m., <laughs> Like, you know, I was like, I bet you LeBron, like, talked to the league and said, hey, I want to be home for Thanksgiving, yeah. so can you make that happen? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's possible. They probably, they probably were like, we want we want you to go home for Christmas so you can be on, like, the Christmas Day game. And he was probably like, you know. Fuck Christmas. Fuck I, like Christmas. Thank, I like Thanksgiving better. <laughs> Even LeBron James, like, gets a little tight around Christmas. He's just like, no, I like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's my favorite Thanksgiving's holiday. all I got to buy is a turkey. Yeah, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. I love it. I love Thanksgiving too. Um, I, always, I always request it off for the when we when we have to rank which holidays we would prefer not to work. It's always my first choice because, uh, you know, it's it's either a road trip. Well, see, or I fortunately sit around and watch football. The two day. days a year that my company is closed is Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I at least have the day off, mm-hmm. but it's a couple days before Thanksgiving. I always take off and they, you know stuff like that. Yeah, because. Um, Amanda's in retail and I'm in service industry, so shit. Yeah. I mean, we ain't gonna see each other for the next six weeks. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I, I gotta put in some requests. I'm, I'm gonna take Boxing Day this year. Oh, Boxing Day. Because like, I gotta work Christmas, and it's like a Monday or a Tuesday this year. So like, it would be nice to have a day off just in the middle of the week to like decompress from all that. Plus, Boxing Day is a great day for soccer. In the Premier League, like traditionally, like all the teams would play on Boxing Day. Like now, because of television, they're stretching it. It's like Bowl Week. Right. And there's, like, soccer, like, every day. But, like, Boxing Day is still, like, a triple header, at least. So, like, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna hang out and eat and take naps all day. It's gonna be great. Right. And then, uh, also, we have another young season mm. on the brink going in. Um, NCAA Hoops. Oh, yeah. I've been so, enjoying that this So, week. how about... Yeah, I've been watching uh, a lot of different stuff. I mean, I, uh, Pitt was on once. I saw, I got I've to seen see. three Pitt games. Well, I was at work, and I yeah. can't, like... You don't have you don't have a fire TV at your work. No, I can't even throw a fire stick in one of the TVs behind the bar, yeah. or or link up my uh, ESPN Plus um, to it. So no. I mean, I could have it on my phone. <laughs> yeah, well, all, all these like ACC non conference games, like all the all the ACC teams are like 
covered. So you can watch every every you watch Notre Dame play in some scrub team or Pitt. Or yeah, North on the Carolina. ESPN app. So yeah, like I've gotten to see all three Pitt games. Uh, like a guy came off the bench with like twenty six points the other night. Like nobody in the starting lineup had like more than twelve. I don't think. Who was that? Uh, the guy, what's his name? He's got like a hyphen. He's got like two last names. For Notre Dame? No, for Pitt. For Pitt? Yeah. Not sure. I don't know. He's a guard. He was good. Um, and then I, and then I got to switch from that to the Duquesne game. Mm. Um, against UIC, and they came they came back in the se- in like the last few minutes of the second half, tied it up, went to overtime, uh, won it in overtime. So like. You know the Dukes are good. They were they were good last year. We got the city game coming up soon. Yeah, um, that's come out right before Christmas. Right? I'm I'm more excited for college hoops this year than I was last well, year. Real quick on the pit guys, uh, Pitt men's is three and zero. They got Central Arizona coming into the Pete tonight, uh, Thursday night here. Uh, Jeff Capel uh, has been praising Xavier Johnson as an emerges as an emerging floor general. Uh, he's a freshman guard, averaging 15 points, 8.3 assists, 5.3 rebounds, and 1.3 steals per game. He had his first double-double last Monday against Troy. Johnson is a um, three-star prospect out of D.C. area, and his comments was that he believed playing in the toughest conference in high school in his area um, has got him to where he is in college so far as a freshman. Yeah, DC's a much more... They got a much better, like, hoop scene. Yeah, I mean... And, and we have here in Western and the, PA. And the, con- and the conference that he was in did, didn't say exactly if he lived in Maryland, DC, or mm. Virginia, but that whole area mm. plays around that. And then, plus, I mean, we had a bunch of the New York kids for a while whenever we had... Uh, um, was it Barry Rorson? Yeah, Barry Rorson was coach, assistant coach and whatnot, brought a, had a bunch of New York talent come here, mm-hmm. which is the New York basketball scene. Is way better than the Pittsburgh basketball well, you, scene. You, that was one of the arguments against joining the ACC was that you know when when you were in the Big East you could always dangle like you can play in the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden, right? Which is like if you if you grew up in New York, like no matter what you do in life, like the highest honor is to be able to do it at Madison Square Garden. That's why Billy Joel performs there like four nights a week. <laughs> Yeah, he performs true. there more often than the Knicks. <laughs> I haven't seen Billy Joel's touring schedule lately. No, he I has mean, like a residency there. <laughs> I'm sure I'm he not, does. I'm not shitting you. I'm sure he does. Like, you know, yeah, Billy Joel does. I mean, it's like Springsteen and Bon Jovi playing in Jersey somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, what well, was Springsteen it? did his Broadway show last year for like an extended run because, you know, people were paying like two grand to get in to see just just Bruce like talking and reading excerpts from his book and then like playing a couple songs and talking some more. Mhm. And then on occasion you find Bruce walking around Dormont. I mean, it, it really <laughs> once or twice has happened. What with his buddy Joe Grishetti? Yeah, with Joe. I mean, you know, when it was that Dormont days in the fall where they put the stage up at the end of Potomac. Yeah, was that recently? Uh, a couple years ago. Seriously? Yeah, Springsteen like showed up and was like chilling out and really? out. Yeah. In Dormont. Yeah. Like a block from my house. Yeah. From where you used to live, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was like, it was before I moved to this house. Yeah. It was when I still lived in Dormont. Um, yeah, I mean, he just, apparently whenever Springsteen comes into town, he takes a couple extra days and hangs out with Grishaki and shit. Yeah. You know. They're buds. I mean, they, for, for years. They're just a couple rocking old dudes. Yeah, and, um, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple good shows, actually. A couple good uh, bands going to be playing 
the local R bar coming up before oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chrome Moses. Chrome's playing, and then uh, Norm Martini's going to play. Oh, right. I mean, Norm's a legend in the his legend. own right. Um, you know, but here and there. Really? You know, I mean, we could do a whole separate show just about Norm Nardini and his his career and, and who he's crossed paths with and what what old venues that aren't there anymore. Because Ginzers love talking about bars that don't exist anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the decade. <laughs> it was funny. I actually had a job interview the one day, and the guy's like, "Oh, yeah. he goes, yeah, well, we're on Atwood Street." What not? I said, "Okay." I said, "In relationship to the decade, where are you at on Atwood Street?" He goes, "Where's the decade?" I'm like, "Never yeah. mind." Yeah. <laughs> It's called the garage door now, <laughs> right? <laughs> For all you young whippersnappers. <laughs> it was a sub shop that was probably owned by the mafia for a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, when I worked at Thirsty's, we used to get ice from that dude. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, you gotta you gotta explain all that cash somehow. Like, yeah, sell ice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, going on. Uh, continue with some NCAA. Have you watched anything about this dude at Duke, uh, Zion Williamson? All I know is like every podcast I've listened to about sports in the past week has said that like he should just be in the NBA, like starting. <laughs> and I, I watched mean, one of his games on mute, and I saw the graphic that he's as big as Aaron Judge. He's bigger than Aaron Judge. And then I saw he's, that Duke he's, was... He's Shaq-esque. Duke was playing some, like, scrub school last night, or I would have turned it on. I, I, I don't care oh. how good you are. Like, I don't want to watch, like... To me, that's, like, hurtful. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's like buying NFL package he just to had, watch Nathan Peterman. So, so, so the... Um, well, Peterman's not in the league anymore. I know, so but, I'm not subscribing so, for Bill's games anymore, so, obviously. So, uh, Zion Williamson last night had this alley-oop dunk mm. that... I think his head was as was up as high as the backboard, like the yeah. top of the backboard. Dude was there was ESPN just has been showing that clip incessantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a freshman. Uh, there's three fresh. There's three freshmen on Duke uh, currently, and um, those uh, two of the three will probably be one and dones. Yeah, uh, and, and Duke's now. Ranked number one, especially after they lit up Kentucky, um, who supposedly had a better recruiting class than Duke. But it's Calipari and it's Coach K. I mean, it, I don't know, man. I mean, is Calipari even that good of a coach? Or is, I, I, I'm sorry, like, I'm, I'm going to cross a line and be a bad Yinzer here, but, like, isn't Calipari's, like, whole rep just based on, like, how he like operates within the system. I mean, yeah. He, I he, mean, is he, he is he as great of a like tactician and like motivator as Coach K? No, Coach K is probably the better motivator and probably the better overall coach. Calipari has a system, and I'm not just talking about a system of playing. I'm talking about recruiting and like dealing with shoe companies and like I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just saying, like. Wins tend to get vacated after this dude leaves places. He's been pretty on the up and up at Kentucky. At, well, so far, like I said, he hasn't left there yet. True. You know, I mean, it's I mean, like when it's like when your tenants move out and then you go in and like, you're like, oh shit, they like, you know, they put all these holes in the wall. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, Duke basketball—they're always good. UNC is always good. Mm. Um, Kentucky's always good. Kentucky's too. always good. Ohio State usually ends up being good every few years. Michigan, same way. Yeah. Um, they were doing a comparison on ESPN 
uh, with the with, with Zion Williams saying uh, would he, would he have been part of the if he would have played back at Michigan with the Fab Five, uh, would would he have been a stud then? And Jalen Rose was like he wouldn't even have made the floor. Huh. <laughs> I mean, but I mean Jalen Rose Jaylen, is a little biased. He's a little biased. I like, mean, what's it gonna be like? Hell yeah, and then have to like get on the group text and like explain like which one he thought would not like start anymore and why like sorry you know like chris weber you're out like i mean how you do that it was i think it's is it jimmy king or jawan howard is the only one of those guys that have a championship ring in the nba in the nba probably jawan howard i think it's jawan howard yeah. he played because he was on the heat with yeah lebron and him. he was a, he was a bench player at that point in his career, and what what was that? The when was LeBron in Miami? Was that late two thousand to nine, ten, eleven? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, they what the 06 Miami Heat like that was like the year Dwayne Wade won it like by himself with Shaq with a little help from the ref with Shaq and Shaq and, and the ref uh, and the ref. Um, so there was that year, and then like LeBron, yeah, like yeah, I mean, oh no, 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 yeah, because LeBron, the decision happened in like. 2011, 2012? Yeah, yeah. So, about five. So, so yeah. think about it. I mean, Jimmy King came out of school when he was what? A junior? Mm-hmm. Or Jawan Howard came, when it, Was he a junior or a sophomore when he left? Yeah. So that was mid 90. We'll, we'll even go if he. 94? Mm-hmm. 93? And he's still playing in 2012? <laughs> I mean, that's a hell of an NBA career. Yeah. That is, I mean, some, some of the journeymen, you know, a lot of it depends on what position you play. You know, like, I feel like the NBA always needs big men, like, you know, for defense and, like, rotation oh, yeah. reasons. So, like, you know, they, they don't break down, like, super slowly, like, the big guys. Like, we've seen what happened with, like, Yao Ming. Yeah. You know? But I, I guess you can make a career of it. Never realized how big Yao Ming was till I saw a picture of him standing next to Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> and I've met Shaq. So, Dude. and he's a big dude. Where'd you meet Shaq? Uh, in Jersey. Yeah. Casino. <laughs> I was gonna say Shaq. Don't tell me Shaq was a freaking like no. downtown Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. Okay. I don't know that Shaq's ever. Well, no, Shaq's been to Pittsburgh. He did that thing with Ben Roethlisberger on when Shaq had that sports show for oh, that yeah. year or so that he went around taking on like Man. the best athletes. That was yeah, but yeah, that's the only time I know Shaq's been to Pittsburgh. That's weird. You know, we always talk about how great Pittsburgh is. You never really think that like. All this in spite of the fact that Shaq has not spent a significant amount of time here. <laughs> I mean, we had Tom Cruise. Oh. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is still floating around town. Yeah. Well, and he probably went home for Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, I would not be here right now if I was Tom Hanks. Yeah. I mean, it'd <laughs> be someplace where there's not ice. Yeah. Although, I mean, we're California is not really so great right now. Yeah, either. right. Depending on where you're at, and it's Cali, yeah. I mm. mean, but... All right, folks, I think we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We'll be back in a few moments after you find out what's going on with our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back uh, for a little second round here. Um... So did you get to watch any uh, NCAA football last weekend? Oh yeah, how'd that go for you? Good times. 
Really good times. Really good times. Really I, good I times. Made, I made it... I, like, planned my day around watching the Pitt game. Um, that was, like, a, a big win for Pitt. Huge win. And twice in a week, teams put up 52 points in Hinesville. Mm-hmm. Just That's throwing true. it out yeah, there. I know, but, you know... Pitt's uh, done it more often than the Steelers have. The Steelers, first time... they. I mean, we'll get to the Steelers, the Steelers later. gave up more points than Pitt did. Yes, they did. Um... Wait, no, they didn't. The other way around? Yeah. Steelers, Pitt gave up one more point than the Steelers did. One more point, man. Yeah, because it was the Steelers game was 52-21, to 21, Pitt was 52-22. to 22. Okay. Um, here and there, we'll talk about the Steelers later, but Pitt's uh, on a pretty good roll right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe that... Um, I, I don't want to take anything away from them. They, they, they had a huge win... Uh, 52 to 22, um, over Virginia Tech last Saturday. Uh, that was their last home game of the season. It was senior day. Uh, you have Pitt now headed down to Wake Forest to take on the Demon Deacons, um, this Saturday, which I don't know too much about Wake Forest other than that they have a few wins and, uh, more losses. It's the smallest Division One school. It, it, yeah, it probably is. It is. In terms of, in, in terms of enrollment, and I think think the smallest stadium in D1 I'm not sure um I mean a lot of teams have added you know D1 status recently but like state schools like App State have a bigger student body than Wake Forest but they might have a smaller stadium so I have to look into that but anyway if Pitt wins guess what happens they get to go play Clemson what in like the Georgia Dome uh or is it in Charlotte ACC championship is it might be the Georgia Dome. Well, anyway, like that's, it's pretty likely that Pitt's going to the ACC championship. Like all they have to do is not screw up and lose at Wake, and which has never really been like good. They they have to not screw up at Wake, but if they do screw up at Wake, then they have to beat Miami the next week. Yeah, and then because Miami helped them by losing on Saturday. Miami helped them by losing on Saturday. Um, they've already beat Virginia, Virginia Tech, and mm-hmm. you know. They have, they are ahead in the Coastal Conference in the ACC. Um, well, you want to beat Miami regardless. You want to beat Miami because they're Miami. I mean, you and know. Pitt's always been good at showing up to Miami. Yeah, so that's two weeks ahead, right? That's three. Yeah, the yeah, team yeah. is focusing on Wake Forest and treating it like a team that can beat them. Yeah, it, it, it is a team that can beat them. I'm, I, I mean, yeah, any given be, as soon, if it if it starts poorly, I can already see like all the like complaining starting on twitter you know i, I you know and, gonna, and everybody of... thought narduzzi was nuts when he said we'll be in the acc championship this year before the season even started yeah and then they went and lost to north carolina and it really seemed nuts they lost to north carolina they got blown out by penn state like they're getting a ton the of help out. they're getting a ton of help from other teams they are getting a ton of help you know, I, I believe they are in the weaker division yeah but they have like a three game winning streak so like they're getting hot at the right time they are and it's Clemson. You know, if they can upset Clemson, like, that doesn't mean they're going to go to the playoff. Oh, Probably no. Not. No, they're not. But uh, um, someone else is getting in. Someone else, yeah. knocks off Clemson. Hey, Pitt, so the whole. Pitt already people, played spoiler against Clemson like, one time. Half of Michigan's going to be rooting for Pitt if they make it to that championship game. Right. You know, because, like, Michigan. Yeah. If they're, like, on the outside because of their loss to Notre Dame, if Notre Dame finishes undefeated. You know, then they need help. 
to get in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and which is totally understandable. Uh, and then you have uh, WVU uh, this past weekend. Uh, oh, don't let's not forget mm. real quick about Pitt. They're bowl eligible no matter what. Yeah. So they're gonna get a bowl. Yeah, they advertised during one of the basketball games about you know getting on the the email list for you know bowl tickets and like special also if you want to go to the you know championship game which is like a few weeks earlier but they you know they haven't actually like secured anything yet so like you can go on there and get you know get get a package and go down to see you know some postseason football yeah totally do that um you have two you have two chances to travel three if you count the miami game but you got three chances to go see Pitt in a place warmer than Pittsburgh. <laughs> There's a lot of places warmer than Pittsburgh. I mean, hell, even Winston-Salem's probably warmer right now. So, like, four if you want to go down to Wake. Which, I'm heading down that way. Just not this weekend. Just not... The, yeah, you're... Yeah, they'll, be, yeah. they'll be back on the south side when I'm packing. <laughs> but, you know... That helps. WVU, though, uh, they had a big win over TCU. Um, and they head to Oklahoma State this Saturday. WVU is tied in the Big 12 with Oklahoma, who ironically comes into Morgantown the following weekend. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be a big game, probably, and that's probably going to decide the Big 12. And does Big 12 have a playoff? I, I don't think they do. I don't think so. I don't they're, th- they're like, because they don't have enough teams. Yeah, it, and they they haven't expanded. They they added TCU, but they haven't. Well, West Virginia joined, but then they lost Nebraska and yeah, and Colorado know, went Colorado to the, to the pack pack. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. It, it, but there's a championship on the line. So there's a, there is a championship on the line, and they're pro and the, like even if they had a championship game, like I don't think any of the teams in that conference are rated highly enough in the playoff rankings to make like the final four. You know, so it's it's so, some years like you you could argue that they have, because if if you play that that championship game, it gives you like an extra win and a chance to like, you know, get all your ratings a little higher to get into the playoff. Um, but like Oklahoma is not, I mean they're they're the highest ranked team in the Big Twelve right now. They are, and they're well they're t- and they're they're highest ranked, and then they're also tied in the conference uh, with WVU. Um, did you watch any of that uh, Bedlam game on Saturday, Oklahoma versus uh, Oklahoma State? I did not. When that game was on, I was in the process of getting my ass handed to me behind the bar. Ah, oh, shit, man. Okay, so, so like, <laughs> I'm, so trying to week... think, I'm trying to think how, what, what time that game was on. Like, no, no, no. So it was a shootout, like you know, typical Big Twelve game, and you know, fierce, intense rivalry. It was on ABC. Um, OSU's kicker had missed an extra point, like, in the fourth quarter, so when they got on the field, you know, down a score, you know, they needed, like, seven to tie, and they got the six, and then Mike Gundy, you know, I'm a man, I'm 40, that guy, uh, he decides he doesn't trust his kicker, so he goes for two in the win, but he didn't make it. Much as we celebrated Dana Holgerson going for it you know, last week or the week before, you know, we, we got to see the, the flip side of that go for it and not, not try to take the tie. Um, arguably, like, it's tough for kickers because, like, in college there's just so many teams and there's, like, not enough good kickers. 
Like, there's not even enough good kickers for the NFL these days. Speaking of that, my fancy, uh, we'll talk about that yeah. later. Um, I'm a little upset. I, I, I think I made a good move mm. for a substitute. But my, my fantasy team's on a on a too little, too late run to the like third place. So, okay, I heard rumblings that there was a game in was it CUSA? Was that Davidson and somebody that they put up? They they put up some stupid like between the two teams they each had like over a thousand yards of offense. Um, didn't I didn't see anything about that. Uh, All I know is Davidson is in. It can't be Davidson. Is Davidson in the Conference USA now? There's somewhere down there in that weird area. Yeah, I thought like that that area. There's a, there's a lot of. It's the southeast, so like everybody want every school in the southeast. I feel like wants to have like, you know, higher status because they look at the SEC teams and they know they're never going to be the SEC, but they still, you know, like it's like Furman football, like coming up and playing Pitt, you know, like that that conference. Like App State used to be in that conference. Uh, speaking of stupid, stupid, stupid football games this time of the year. Alabama plays the Citadel this weekend. Well, they do that every year because they want to play a cupcake the week before Auburn. And Auburn Alabama's Auburn, a fifty-nine point favorite. It, it doesn't matter who's Auburn playing this week. Probably someone crappy as well. I, I have no clue. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll look it up. Like, I, I'm just gonna talk some shit on Alabama right now. Like, they always I, they, they always play a cupcake team the week before Auburn because it's like a walkthrough practice for them. And they don't have to, like, give anything away in terms of, like, you know, plays they've been working on and, and that sort of thing. You know, the tape, like, Auburn's not going to even have a tape, really, because there's just, like, a bunch of, like, you know, they hand it off, you know, they pass it. It's the, the quarterback runs. They can do everything, even against the best teams. So this is, you know, I don't, I'm not going to kill them for doing that because they, they're, every good school plays a cupcake. Like, I know Ohio State doesn't have the luxury of playing Kent the week before the Michigan game. Well, it's like LSU plays Rice. Yeah. And who they got the next week? Arkansas? I think so. Yeah, it's a big rivalry. They do. They all do their, their Thanksgiving rivalries, and it's, you know, Pitt's... I mean, you could argue Pitt's play in Wake Forest the week before the Miami game. Now, that's a, that's a conference game, but it's still, like, relatively easy. I mean, I don't know. If you're gonna hate Alabama, like there's all kinds of reasons to. Yeah, Auburn's playing Liberty. Yeah, see, okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, jeez, that's like a that's a long trip for Liberty. <laughs> I assume they're traveling to the yeah. plains. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Auburn, Auburn's not. Oh, Auburn's the not. Trek to Auburn's not leaving Harrisonburg, home. Virginia. No, no, okay, no. Because I mean, shoot, that's, well, shoot, that's farther than Pittsburgh to Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Penn State, uh, they had a rebound win last weekend over Wisconsin after getting the shit kicked out of them in Michigan the week prior to. Sweet, sweet, um, sweet. This week, uh, Penn State heads east to New Jersey, um, to East Rutherford, and to take on Rutgers. This is that matchup that we've all been dying for ever since Rutgers joined the Big Ten. Yeah. It, it, it's a huge, huge, huge game. There are probably more Penn State fans in New Jersey than there are Rutgers fans. <laughs> I mean, I can count on... I, I can use one finger that I know who's a Rutgers fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Lambosta. Well, yeah, I mean... 
James Gandolfini, you know, uh, peace be upon him, well, you know, was a big fan. Uh, Mario Batali, you know, I, I, proud I, proud alum, shameful human. <laughs> I mean, okay, I can name one, one Rutgers football player that I know that went to the NFL, and that was Mike McMahon. Because, Mike McMahon. Because he was quarterback at North Allegheny. Yeah. Then went to Rutgers, got drafted by Detroit, got shelled in Detroit for eight seasons after Charlie Batch left Detroit, mm-hmm. and then he ended up finishing up his career in Philly. I mean, there's one guy I know that went to Rutgers. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, there, there's Rutgers has had a way better basketball team than a football program over the years. I mean, I remember the years Pitt played Rutgers. That was like a warm-up game whenever Rutgers was in the Big East. You know, uh, but... I had these friends in college who used to play, like, Pitt versus Rutgers on NCAA for, like, PlayStation. Because, like, you know, the one dude was from Jersey and the other dude was from Western PA and, and not a Penn State fan. And, um, you know, it was always just, like, there you could be any team you want. Like, there's this, this game that you could be, like, Nebraska. <laughs> you could be, like, USC, you know, like... You, you can, like, create, like, the USC all-time team. Yeah. Like... yeah you could play as OJ. <laughs> and, and you've chosen Rutgers for your, like, squad. Like, what are fun. you thinking about? Yeah. But anyway, Penn, Penn State shouldn't have too much trouble with Rutgers. Whether whether they're playing... I mean, they could play them on the beach in Asbury Park, and I think they'd still handle them, you know? Yeah. Uh, definitely there. Like you said, there's probably more Penn State fans in Jersey than there is... Yeah, I was talking, I, once when I was down at the shore, I was talking to, like, a, a cop who was, like, a Penn State alum and season ticket holder and, like, traveled, like, you know, every other weekend in the fall from, like, Tom's River. Tom's River. To Happy Valley. To Happy Valley. You know, it's, like, it's a, a six-hour drive. It's a four-and-a-half Well, yeah, ride. it's six hours to Pittsburgh. But. Yeah, it's, it's a four-and-a-half-hour ride from yeah. Tom's River to Happy Valley. Um, and then the other uh, game we got this weekend uh, that we're probably going to follow is um, Notre Dame. They had a big win over Florida State last Saturday. Uh, you were mentioning that uh, Yurkovic got in mm-hmm. uh, the end there. Um, a kid from Pine Richland uh, playing out at Notre Dame as quarterback. Uh, this weekend, Penn State, or sorry, uh, Notre Dame heads to Yankee Stadium. Oh, yeah. And is actually listed as the home team uh, against Syracuse, the Orangemen. Syracuse. Of- Orangemen of Syracuse. They're not the Orangemen anymore, Steve. They're just the Orange. The Orange. Uh, still the Orangemen. I mean, you know, I don't like the word Orangemen because, like, I'm Irish and I'm Catholic. And, like, my dad used to work down at uh, Liberty Center. And they one of the security guards there was, like, he was part of that program where, like, the Roonies, like, bring people over from Northern Ireland to, like, you know, work in the States and get away from all the, like, violence and poverty over there. And... So, like, the dude, like, managed to, like, score some free tickets to the pit football game. And he's, like, telling me, he's, like, I can't believe I'm going to see the Orangemen. And, like, he was all, like, you know, it, it, I don't know. Well, it's a loaded it's a loaded word if you, like, travel in, like, yeah. certain circles in, in Pittsburgh Irish people. So, like, I, I'm glad that they got rid of that because I, I, I don't like All right, word. so the it remi- Orange. It reminds me of too much, like, bad history, man. It's so, not even about being sexist. So the Orange come in. Uh, Thank you. Take note. Thank you for being sensitive. The Orange... The Orange of Syracuse go uh, into uh, Yankee Stadium this Saturday. Uh, that's a 2.30 kickoff game uh, with the Irish being at number three and uh, Syracuse being at number 13 uh, in their respective spots in the top it, 25. It could go 
I mean, it could go poorly for Notre Dame. Syracuse looks good this year. I, wa- I watched them a little bit over the weekend. I think Notre Dame has the edge because they'll be outside. It's going to be cold. Yeah. Uh, and so forth. Uh, Syracuse plays in the Carrier Dome. It's uh, a home game for Notre Dame. Though. It's it, it's going to be a home game for Notre Dame. Uh, Every, everyone on everyone between like Boston and DC, who is an alum first of all, can get there very easily on the Acela train. Then you've got to factor in all the people who didn't go to Notre Dame or, but are just Notre Dame fans, you know, because they're Irish or their grandparents were Irish, which might I mention, there are like a shit ton of people like that oh, in yeah. the New York, New Jersey area. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Syracuse is like, you know, people who went there and people who are from like central New York. It's, it's going to be no contest in terms of like fan support. But... Um, the Syracuse students will be fired up because they got a really good team this year. They and, got a really decent team is, this year. It is not a terribly long road trip for college students to make. Five hours? I once took a Greyhound from Albany to Meadville. <laughs> so, what's on a great? What was that? Five hours? It was like twelve hours. Twelve hours. <laughs> yeah, but Syracuse to Manhattan is uh, and no stops in Utica because you don't have to pick people up in Utica because it's a charter. Like yeah, oh Utica, uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, say no more about Utica. Uh, Andy Vance likes from Utica. Is he? Yeah. Right. He went to, uh, he went to, uh, I used to work with a guy, uh, mm. that's from Utica. And that's the reason we had chicken riggies on the menu. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so pack up your chicken riggies and yeah. take them to the Bronx with you. Most people don't even know what that is. <laughs> I just, I read about regional food online like all day. So yeah. Oh, that sounds delicious. I'm hungry now. So this Notre Dame game, what I'm anxious to see is like how the field looks at Yankee Stadium. Well, because when they play soccer on that on that surface, it just looks weird. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't fit. And like the short porch and right, like makes it a weird fit. So so when they do the field, I think they do it from the foul line and right. Yeah. Out to the left field wall. Okay. Um. And because the, the stands don't move, I mean, yeah. we all remember Three Rivers that Riverfront yeah. Stadium where the stands moved, and they used to do the football field would still go from home plate out to center field. Yeah, but the stands moved. But that's how they had it for like the, the like you said in Yankee Stadium. Like that's how they had it for the MLS game that I watched recently. And it's like because of the short porch and right, like the the end zone that's like to the right of your screen. There's only like a couple feet between like the back corner of the end zone and, and the, the wall. wall, you know. So did they have to have both benches on the same side of the field for the soccer game? No, but that's the that... other thing because like soccer, you're allowed to have some variance of how wide the pitch is, right? But like Yankee Stadium just seems like way more narrow than even like a lot of like USL fields that I've like games like USL games that I've watched. You know, like that Richmond game is that 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 stadium was built in the 1920s, like explicitly for football. And then trying to watch a USL game in Indianapolis, Colt Stadium, Jesus yeah. Christ! But at least that's like an, an NFL size like field, like a baseball stadium. There's too much variation, and you know, some. It's cool that they don't have to incorporate like the infield dirt, but I kind of like watching that. I think there's a... That reminds of, me I, of my childhood. I think some of the infield dirt does get incorporated in there, but very little. But they're going to cover it up. They'll probably cover it. I mean, it, I, yeah. I miss playing... Like, I used to play pickup football and, like, rec league soccer on, like, a dirty, frozen baseball, like, infield. Like, you know, all year long. They never, they never like, sawed it over it. That's how it ought to stay. 
sad that the Raiders are leaving because we're not going to have any more NFL on dirt. Yeah, the last, other than the Raiders, was um, uh, Miami used to have that? And San Diego. And San Diego, but San Diego doesn't have a football team anymore. And yeah, Miami. Miami's got their own stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Miami's got their own stadium now for football and for baseball. So, Mark Cuban should bring an expansion baseball team to Pittsburgh and uh, force them to play at Heinz Field so the Steelers could play on dirt. <laughs> you can't even turn... Hinesfield into a baseball field. No, I know. It's too narrow. It's too narrow. That's why you can't have, like, uh, World Cup games there. Or, because, like, for, for, like, top-level FIFA, like, there is, like, a minimum. And, like, you, you can't you can't even have, like, like friendlies that, like, really matter there. Like, you know, big U.S. men's team. Like, it's it's too bad. But you know what? Like, it, it is what it is. They squished it in between, like, a, a stadium that was still in place and another stadium that, like, was just built. So, like, they did their best. Anyway, so yeah, that's our college rundown. Any other games this weekend that, that you saw on your radar that looked any decent? Um, I mean, I'm sure there's something. I, I haven't actually looked ahead to it yet. I know, I know both my teams that I'm following have big games, so I'm just gonna try to focus on that and like actually make time to watch them. You know, instead of flipping around and doing like you know all these other games. I don't know. Which is to say, like, yeah, I guess. I guess South Carolina has a game, you know. I'll probably be able to watch that. I mean, there, there's some weird, weird games this week. Uh, Idaho at Florida. <laughs> okay. Uh, cool. Middle Tennessee at Kentucky. And Kentucky is ranked in the top 25 in football. Mm. That's right, yeah. Um, that hasn't happened since Tim Couch. Yeah. Shit. Uh, here's a... Here's a don't, do these guys have a trophy uh, between themselves, Northwestern and Minnesota? Probably. I mean, Northwestern's ranked 22. Uh, that's a Big Ten matchup right there. And they clinched a spot in the Big Ten championship last week. They did. They did. And uh, Mike Greenberg's very happy about that. I'm sure he is. Um, Utah, Colorado, Boston College, Florida State. Florida State's not the Florida State of old, and Boston College is looking pretty good. They're ranked number 20. Um, UMass and Georgia. That just seems like a... In Amherst, I assume? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Ugga doesn't travel to New England in the fall. Crazy. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Duke-Clemson. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's conference. That's conference. Yeah, and we, like we said, Rice-LSU. That's, that's a... Mm. Rice-Rice-Baby. You know, uh, Iowa State, Texas, that's a 15 16 game. Yeah. That's probably going to be pretty decent to watch. Um, Iowa State screwed up West Virginia's undefeated season. Yeah. So. And then uh, Cincinnati, UCF. UCF still the only unbeaten team. Um, well, not the only unbeaten team. Alabama's unbeaten, but, um, but uh, UCF is the longest unbeaten team uh, Long, over, yeah, the, longest over the past two seasons. I think they're what twenty two and zero right now. Yeah, um, and they won't get in the playoffs. And yeah, they won't make the final four. They'll get a pretty big bowl. Yeah, but that's about it. They'll probably get like the, they'll probably get what, what peach the sugar somewhere in that area. If they keep winning though and like getting screwed, like they're gonna become America's favorite team. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna get the sympathy vote. Real yeah, but for. then they're gonna go ahead and all these guys are gonna graduate and then they're gonna be back to. Being a fucking high school team again. No, they, they this will help their recruiting. 
I know, oh, it'll I, definitely I help mean, the recruiting. You I mean, can't like lie to a kid and UCF's say UCF's always been kind of decent, and they, but they play in that weird conference USA. They have a high enough profile that they could be like you know like when Miami was the only good team in the Big East. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they can just like jack everyone up and like make it to a good bowl every year, and like it's in Florida. You know, that's yeah. a selling point. Yeah, you're in Orlando. Yeah, I mean, you know. You know, why why go get like beat up in Tallahassee when you can just come like dominate and like go play in you know you're playing on New Year's if you're going undefeated, even if you don't make the final four. I mean you know, I'm 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 trying to like polish it up a little bit because it, 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 it does kind of suck. It does kind of suck that they, they are going to expand the playoff to eight teams within the next like five years. I almost guarantee it. Oh, they got they're going to have to. And yet, like they they might miss their window. You're absolutely right. But again, like they they can use this and like still try to stay good. I guess. But you know, they just have, they just have to keep recruiting, and get getting the right players and, you know. So and the other thing is like the coaches are all going to start going to bigger jobs. That's that's the problem. That like coaching continuity is the issue in college. Like you, everyone knows the players don't stay forever, but it's when the coaches are able to like get dug in and like build their program that they become like really powerful teams. Like look at Saban, you know, and Sweeney at Clemson. And, well, I mean, Saban was good at LSU. Yeah, he was good at LSU, know. and and he came from a good pedigree. But like you know, he left LSU for the pros and then came back to college because he couldn't because he the had pros. the rep. And he, you know, he got he had all the, he knew everything he needed to know about coaching college from his time at LSU, and then it was just a matter of like getting all his people in place. Like I said earlier about Jim Rutherford, consolidating his power, you know, like Saban's like a Dragon Ball Z character in terms of like how much power he can muster when he needs to, because Alabama's a juggernaut, and you know, I don't even know the name of the Central Florida coach. I don't either. But I'm I'm sure he'd love to make like Urban Meyer money, and like go play for championships. And that's that's what hurts programs that, you know, aren't in Power Five conferences is that they they can't they're not going to keep there's never going to be like a Woody Hayes at Central Florida who like stays there forever. Well, and, and then, he's like super successful. So they have they have Cincinnati this weekend, and then UCF uh, finishes up their season uh, at South Florida in Tampa. And South Florida plays in Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, and I mean they're like the pit of the South. They are. I mean they they play in a huge NFL stadium and they don't even sell out the bottom bowl. Yeah, I mean you know it's crazy on that one. But this, this, that stadium in Orlando though, like that's that's a good stadium. Do they play in that new stadium or do they still play in the UCF? UCF. They play in. Um, Citrus Bowl Stadium. Okay, I think it's the. I think they did build a new one. No, no, because like the Orlando. I know the Orlando MLS team played its first year in Citrus Bowl, and then they got their own stadium. But like even like Citrus Bowl, like that's a good, that's a good fit for like a college team. It is. You know, like a lot of these schools aren't aren't selling out Heinz Field. It's not just Pitt, and um, you know, like a good like forty fifty thousand seat stadium. Like that's that's a good size. It's not. It's not too huge, you know. You don't if you're sitting in the way upper deck, you can still see the field. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's some there's some good college stadiums that are. You you don't have to be Michigan or Penn State, you know, in ter- in terms of your seating capacity. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, what well, Michigan's what the largest one, and then Penn State's. Penn State leapfrogged Michigan for like a year or two, and then Michigan did a renovation. Yeah. And like Notre Dame has done renovations, but they just they just don't have a big enough like base to build upon right. to ever be as big. Yeah, the big house is what 100 and 117, 117? something That's like crazy. that. And then because uh, I know Penn State's what 109, yeah, or 110 somewhere like that. Yeah. See, I think Notre Dame Stadium is perfect. Notre Dame's beautiful stadium. Yeah, uh, out there. Um, and we're going to finish out with that and then take a break right now, uh, and find out what's going on with our friends up in Beachview. But on your way to Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview, jump off the trolley and head over to Slice on Broadway and get your perfect pepperoni pizza. Yeah, man. If the trolley's even awesome. running. I, it, I better be running cause I have to jump on the trolley at like 4.57. Well, I mean, it, I, it's not that bad out there, but if, <laughs> if they get ice on them, If it's lines, ice on the trolley, it's over. Know? I mean, yeah. I have to jump on the trolley at 4.57 to go meet Amanda at the mall so she can take me to work uh, to be there at 6. Mm. So I'm on one you of You should be fine by then. Uh, I should be fine by like, then. What, what, it's, not, it's not below freezing out anymore. Like I just like I said, I sprinkled some salt. I'm sure. I'm sure the folks up in Beachview are not experiencing any trolley delays. I'm just being an alarmist. Cause right. This this all kind of took me by surprise. Yes, but slice took you by surprise. They've only been talking about it on the news for two days. Okay, I've been in the, I've been in severe denial. Uh, like my work schedule again. We, you said work's been fucked up. I haven't even had time to like watch much local news. You know, and like considering I like have a TV on my desk, like that's that suggests that my schedule is all weird. And I've been watching a lot of basketball, and they don't really talk about like the, the weather. The weather, the weather, in the, weather the weather in Brookline. Yeah. <laughs> on the ACC network, they don't. No. They, they don't. don't. <laughs> if they did, they'd just be like shittier than Miami. Next question. <laughs> All right, folks, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now. We'll be back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our final segment here that we're going to dedicate to the NFL. Any news in the NFL this week? Um, I haven't heard. Yes, there's some news in the NFL. Hugh Jackson is now the defensive coordinator at Cincinnati. I'm so um, I'm so confused by that. Like you know, he gets they fired. Be firing by... coaches, not hiring coaches. Well, they did. They fired. Oh, did they fire they, Marvin? They no, 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 no. He they, well, that's Marvin, what I meant. No, Marvin fired uh, the coordinator, and then they brought in Hugh Jackson to but be. Is the there anybody D in that organization who like ranks higher than Marvin Lewis? And I don't know because Marvin because Lewis, I'm talking about like, Marvin Lewis should have been fired years ago. And and they they talked about him being let go last year, and he was going to step down, and then they convinced him to stay. I don't My know. only the only explanation I can come up with is there there's some kind of like deep state that operates within the Bengals front office, there's and, that they are, and they are somehow like undermining the authority of like the general manager and owner of the team, and that's why Marvin Lewis is still employed. I don't know. Like there must have been a soft coup that took place like sometime around like ooh, I don't know 2014. And like, yeah, he's still in there. And but it seems like Hugh Jackson has a head coaching pedigree, and he might be like next man up. I I, I don't know. It's possible. I I'd be look like you might be training your replacement. <laughs> you work in the service industry. I'm sure you know how that feels. Like sometimes you can just see the writing on the wall. Like, oh, I'm training my replacement. <laughs> Pretty much, you know? I've been there. <laughs> and um, yeah, Marvin Lewis, like he's he definitely like he knows where all the coffee mugs are kept for sure. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he knows how to change the pop, you know, so to speak. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. The, the, 
so that's some good news. Uh, I don't know if it's good news, but it's news that happened there. It, in it is a thing that happened in the NFL. Uh, also, There's other things. Let's other things uh, that happened in the NFL. Uh, the Steelers had um, two time changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, three this year on yeah. that. The game that flex. is this Sunday. Love the flex. The game, game that's this Sunday in Jacksonville was supposed to be an eight thirty Sunday night mm-hmm. game. They moved that to a one o'clock kickoff. Yeah, because Jacksonville's not Jacksonville last year. Um, but surprisingly so. But uh, December second game uh, against the Chargers here mm. in Pittsburgh was scheduled for one o'clock. Got moved to eight twenty. So you have more time to go to the casino during the day and sports book since it's legal on that Sunday. Yeah. To go for the afternoon games at the casino and sports book all afternoon and then make your bets before you go next door to watch the game and then hopefully go collect on your bets after the game since that is the first legal sports booking. NFL day in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we'll see. Like, I'm probably just going to be hanging out with the bookies that day anyway. I know, right? Seriously. And um, That's why I try to explain to Amanda. She's like, no, you're not going to be sitting I'm like, babe, if I call the bookies, I don't have to pay money till Wednesday if I lose. Yeah. When I go to the casino, I have to pay money right then and there. See, I think Amanda falls into the camp that, like, <laughs> you're more likely to bet if it's available at the casino. Because... I know you got your phone in your hand. I know this. I understand this. Like you work with people who also, you I mean, know, know a guy. I mean, I, um, I, I I don't like I I I can if I want to. I run the pool at work. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I I mean I'm on a, I'm on a block pool. Yeah, I'm in I'm in a weird place right now, like socially, where like 10, 15 years ago, I would have been mad that the Jacksonville game got flexed from a night game, because I like I would like prefer to go out and party and like watch a night game. Right, but now I'd rather just like sit on my couch and watch a one o'clock game, and then like maybe show up at halftime and like see what my numbers are. Yeah, right. On the block pool, and like I don't bet like that, so like you know I just I just sit and watch people. Uh, like, also, this past, talk about their bets. Yeah. Also, this past weekend, um, or this past mo- the Monday night game. Yeah. Uh, the Giants Niners. You would have thought that game would have got flexed from Monday night to like Sunday at one o'clock, mm-hmm. and they put a better game on the Monday night. But I guess the Monday nights are harder to switch just yeah. because of, um, you know, I don't know if it's ticket sales or, or having the uh, TV people in place and so forth. They can't change people's schedules. Like um, that. You know, like you, people, know, you got like the people sun, work at the stadium. The Sunday you know games you are work e- Sunday. Sunday games you know? are easy to flex. You well, know, well, a lot of stadium workers have two jobs. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they Heinz do. Field ain't a full time job. No, Heinz Field's you know? available twenty Sunday, twenty twenty day, twenty twenty five days a year. I mean, like my alumni um, association is having a party in like the club level. Like every holiday, like yeah, but um, they don't have every damn peanut vendor like working that night. Oh, you know, definitely. so like you can't you can't tell people like oh like you know I know you like worked with your other job to have Monday off so you could do like this Monday night game, but it's been flexed to a Sunday, so we need you on Sunday and, instead and of Monday and miss a day of work. Yeah. So so anyway, like but that Monday they night really game. just did that to screw with me because like I had to pray for Barkley to not have a huge game so I could salvage my crap fantasy team. Oh, I was the one that that Monday game meant nothing to me fantasy wise, but mm. it was just a, an interesting game to watch. It ended up being a decent game, mm. uh, surprisingly with two teams that are not very good. Yeah. Uh, with with the Niners and the Giants. Um, Odell Beckham got his uh, got his points, fantasy points. Barkley did all right. Mm. Um, my fantasy game, what happened with me was, is, is uh, I went into um, the – I was all done at 1 o'clock this week on uh, mm. my fantasy game. And the person I was playing had um, 
running back from Green Bay and a running back from the Dolphins, and they were playing each other. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking back. I'm like, and I go into that game. I'm like up 28 points. I'm like, oh god, this could end up. I kept looking like this. I won by 1.6 points. Yeah. See, that's tight. Like I knew you I know, was. I was in good shape after Thursday because I had Brown, uh, or Brown and. Oops! Spoiler alert. I had Brown and Roethlisberger. You know, so they did their thing Thursday, and I oh, was yeah. in great shape. But then, um, oh yeah, you had Ben put forty five points mm-hmm. up. But then I, I I benched Woods from L.A. Mm-hmm. and he had a huge game. So then I was like in a position where, if Barkley had even like a an above average game, like it was going to be tight, and I was going to be like kicking myself over. Like I, it's okay to get blown out. Like yeah. the ones that hurt are where you like lose by a point, lose and a half. by a point and a half, and you had someone on your bench who put up thirty. Right. You know, so like. I was I was in that kind of predicament, but like I I didn't get to actually watch the game, so I didn't even think about it until it was like twelve thirty, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta check my fantasy score, and I managed to win by like ten points. So yeah, but I might I might have got like the the high score for the week if I had, you which know, gives you a little money kickback. Yeah, I'm not it getting should. any this year. I don't think it should. Um, but then apparently there's this guy um, that for the first time since about the mid '90s is gonna sit out a whole NFL season. Um, uh, Le'Veon Bell did not report to Steelers by the four o'clock deadline on Tuesday. Um, so, Sinar, hey, you're not going to be a Steeler. Sorry. Yeah, and they're, not, they're not going to. You know, I did you watch the video? Why would they like? They're not going to give him what he wants after. I don't think anybody's going to give him what he wants. Someone will. I think someone will. Yeah, and he's going to get beat or, the fuck Or the up. other thing is he'll have to play again. I mean, I don't think he wants to retire. I don't think he wants to retire either. I mean, he's said about contemplating retirement. I don't know. He's 27 years old. Yeah. I mean, but look, you still could have came in and signed and still made $10 million by the end of the season. <laughs> or, or no, he would have made $8 million for the, by the end of the season. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and he left fourteen point five million on the table by not coming in this year, and technically, the Steelers can franchise tag him next year mm. because he didn't sign this year. The Steelers can franchise tag him next year. It would be twenty two million dollars for one year. Yeah, I don't see the Steelers doing that either, um, but I'd do it just to fuck with him. But then you mm. tie money up that in case he does sign that you could have used elsewhere. Because what happened this year is the Steelers sent the franchise tag on them, mm. and they tied up $14.5 million that they could have used elsewhere. Yeah, they could have used some of that money to get a backup for James Conner. Yeah. Who is fine as a starting running back. Right. And that, I don't think anybody anticipated that. No, I don't think anybody I think, I think Bell and his people figured that, like, you know, the Steelers would come crawling back. And, and they've actually, and especially after that slow start, and they've, I think, been better than, like, anyone would have expected like since that slow start in, in terms of like their offense i mean like when they're on they're on and, and there was evidence of that on thursday and, night and like it's like they don't even you know vance mcdonald and jesse james like guess guess what they're also guys who can like split out and be slot receiver yeah you know so like that was part of bell's whole argument for his franchise you know objection was that like he should be paid based on the wide receiver salaries as well as the number as well one running the, back no, sorry, and the number he, two he was, receiver. He would, if he just played nothing but wide receiver, he would not be a top five in the league. No. 
But I, I get where he's coming from because right now, like, receivers make more money than running backs because they, they score more points and more fantasy points, and they're, you know, they're arguably more valuable in, in today's NFL. Like, a lot of teams, like, hardly even have, like, a running back. They do the committee thing. Well, did you see the, um, the video of uh, some of the players pillaging Lev Bell's locker? I did. And taking his Jordan spikes and yeah, cleats I did. and whatnot? And then there was another thing that just came through while we were sitting here recording that I just saw that um, uh, the Steelers pack up Le'Veon Bell's locker one day after players raided it. I'm sure there's probably a video for it. Uh, you know what? They could just put on the curb outside Heinz Field and say, come pick it up. Um, yeah, but then like some jagoff on a bike would end up getting it all. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's the guy that stole Juju's bike. I mean, you know, I mean, but... Well, uh, <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, the guy who stole Juju's bike had a truck. Yeah, right. <laughs> because, like, I know he didn't ride Juju's bike up to the top of Mount Oliver. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I do that, but it's not for everyone. Um, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of people who hang out outside the Steelers' offices just for, like, autographs and stuff. Yeah, I like, mean... how cool would it be to get, like, a box of, like, Le'Veon Bell's shit and then get, like... <laughs> like, I got a pair of Le'Veon Bell's cleats you know, autographed by Bud Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, put, I, I put mean, those in your local sports car, sports uh, sports bar. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I, I'm assuming they're gonna send it to wherever Le'Veon Bell's residence is in Miami. You think? Um, I don't know. I mean, what's he gotta do? Come back and is he, would you? Would you have gone? Back, would you go back into your former employment and like I'd be like, I gotta clean up my locker? And then, I went to a sheriff's auction to get my boo box back from a bar where I used to work. Okay? Like, yeah, hell yeah, I'd get my shit. Right. I'd be, I'd show, I'd be like, hey, I, it's 4.15, which means, like, I can come in here. You can't force me to sign anything. Like, if, if, if you don't want to let me, like, go get my stuff, like, you can have security go get it for me. Yeah. You, I mean, you can have, like, PR bring it down, like. He's got to have buddies on the team. Like, they don't all, like, hate him. I, I don't I know. I mean, I've worked with people who, like, are shitheads and, like, unreliable, but you still, like, you know, hit them up when you want to go have a drink. You know? Like, <laughs> I yeah, mean, somebody could have got I, him his shit back. Is Liv Bell still even in Pittsburgh right now? I, I don't even know. We knew he was in town because he was spotted at a couple, at an L.A. Fitness playing basketball. At LA Fitness. That's weird that he came back. Like, you know. Um, if he had no intention of signing... Yeah, was he well, just real indecisive about it? I, I think he might have been. Was like, he just like, I need to like smoke some like Crawford County Hydro and just I mean, like meditate dude, on it for like, a week? I don't know what the <laughs> deal is. I don't know what the deal is, but we don't have to worry about will Lev Bell sign or won't he sign because we now know that he didn't sign mm. and he's done for the year. He can't sign anywhere this year. Ask not for whom the bell signs. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, right. Everyone was making that Nobel Prize joke and I'm tired of it, but like... You know, he's John Dunn well, with the Steelers. Here and there, last Thursday night, on a quick recap, the Steelers did have a huge win on Thursday Night Football over the Panthers of Carolina. Uh, ben had his fourth perfect game, uh, a 158.3 rating, uh, and he is top of the list now. He is above Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Kurt Warner. Uh, Tom Brady actually only has two. Mm. Peyton Manning and Kurt Warner had three. Um, Meanwhile, Brady didn't even have a touchdown pass on Sunday. Which was a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I love watching the New England mm -hmm. Patriots lose. Um, so does everyone. Right? Ben had five five touchdown passes to five different receivers, 328 yards, zero interceptions. I believe he's 22 for 25. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then uh, how about Vince Williams? He had to, he he had a game, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, there for the defense, he had a, he had a uh, interception, return for a touchdown, a sack, and three tackles. Yeah, that was huge. Fucking huge. The Steelers' defense, like they they came out and just got like pushed back and back and back that first series, and it was like, oh shit. Well, that we go first again. well that first series you saw in Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. we talked about this dude. Yeah, and. A lot of people talk about him, and he's can't, they can't claim that they didn't know about Christian right, McCaffrey, right? Exactly, and he comes out and scores on the first Panthers drive. Well, then the Steelers get the ball to twenty-five, boom, snap pass to uh, Juju, and he's off to the races. Yeah, Touchdown. that was awesome. That was great for me because I have Juju on my fantasy team, so I start off Lucky with fifteen shit. points I real quick. Him. Um, you know, uh, if you had Christian McCaffrey. Also on your fantasy team, he did real well because he had three touchdowns over 100 yards and so many receptions. Um, but he was the only highlight of Carolina. Yeah, he scored all three of Carolina's touchdowns um, for that 52 to 21 win that the Steelers had uh, there on Thursday. They brought um, out the whooping after that first series. Though. They did. They I mean, they brought they, it. They, it was it got a little bit closer, but it was. I mean, the first half was like a real real statement. And then you got, like, you know, Carolina scores early in the second half, and you're like, oh, shit, is this going to be something we need to watch? And, and in fact, right. it was not. Yeah, it was just, they. The, I mean, five different receivers, five touchdown passes. Yeah. Like, and then uh, Connor, what, had ran one in, and then defense had one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's... And then there was a field goal in there, too, at some point. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, Boswell was one for one on the field goal, so... Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, as uh, yeah, they just it was just an old school ass whooping, uh, and it was the first time that the Steelers have scored over fifty points in a game since nineteen eighty four. Wow, first time ever in Heinz Field they scored over fifty points. I've seen them get fifty hung on them a couple times. I've seen them get fifty hung on them once or twice, but first time since nineteen eighty four that the Steelers scored fifty more than fifty points that's in a amazing. game. Yeah, that's a weird stat yeah. I heard. Like that was like right after that game. That's where that stat came out. Ball Pompey and he pulled that one out of his ass. Yeah, I mean that's cool. Man. But uh, so obviously the first time in Heinz Field for the Steelers as well. Um, well, they're clicking at the right time. They are clicking at the right got time. The tough part of the schedule coming up. Real tough part of the schedule. They got to play a lot of really good teams coming up. Uh, Jacksonville isn't a really good team. But they go to Jacksonville this weekend. There's a bit of a history um, there. These guys have been a thorn in our side since the 1995 inception into the league. Yeah, um, that's now, why they're the Jacksonville Jagoffs. Now here's the st- now here's the all time record. The Jags lead the um, the Jags are 14 for 11 mm-hmm. over the Steelers. The Jags lead that head to head matchup. Yeah, so we got um, some work to do, folks. You know, Jalen Ramsey is uh, trying to get into some verbal fights with the guys on the team, but no one on the Steelers is uh, is. is Biting into it. Well, they've had all year to be aware of that. Yeah, uh, like he's he's been throwing darts uh, since yeah. training camp. Yeah. So Jalen Ramsey is is trying to get in the head and try, and run his mouth on Twitter and so forth. None of the Steelers are 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 are, are taking the bait. They're and, used to uh, this. Like and after a couple years of Ben said that he's going to keep quiet. Yeah. Um, but he will not be afraid to challenge him on Sunday. Well, yeah, that's your job, Ben. Yeah. Don't challenge him and like two other people at the same time. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jalen Ramsey's going to be put on Antonio Brown all day. Yeah. Well, guess what? We got Juju. Yeah, well, and I we mean, got we got Vance and Jesse James, James Z- Conner, Xavier Grimble, Xavier Grimble. Uh, you got um, DHB, Darius Hayward Bay, Switzer, Switz, Switzer's not. A, uh, how about how about Roosevelt Nix coming out of the backfield and taking two back to back passes? Yeah, for 
30 yards total. Love that, man. I mean, you the got fullback you know. pass. I, I missed that. That was my like go-to play on Madden. <laughs> fullback pass. In like pass. the 90s. <laughs> yeah. I used to play with Tampa Band Madden 2000. Mike Allstott? Mike Allstott. You were like my roommate, man. Mike Allstott. I, I, and, uh, and it was uh, work done. Work done. Work done with the, with the splice off to the right. Brent Johnson. <laughs> Oh, Brad Johnson. Brad, Brad Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Oh man, I dude, that was the same. That was the same game I had in. Uh, it was like, yeah, man, senior year in Meadville. Yeah, that was that was pretty fun. I was the Lions with Charlie Batch and Corey Schlesinger. Nah, that, yeah, that was yeah. my fullback pass. So going into this Sunday's game, I mean, the Steelers just need to play their game and yeah. not let the chippiness get to them because Jalen Ramsey likes to talk. Um, talk is cheap, man. And also, don't look past the fucking Jaguars like yeah. you did twice last year. Yeah. For God's sakes. I mean, the, we know they're a thorn in their side. They're not as good. Their defense is not Saxonville like it was last mm-hmm. year. I don't know what happened. They got a lot of the is same Fournette's team. still injured? Fournette's still injured. Well, that, so, that's a thing. That, so that's, they're going to see... Um, Bortles has been hurt. Bortles is... Yeah, but, but they're going to see Carlos Hyde. Okay. Um, yeah, Carlos Hyde uh, got traded from Cleveland down to Jacksonville uh, to help out the running back situation down there while Fournette's out. Um, I don't know who they have on their wide receiving core in Jacksonville. Mm. I'm not sure. Um, who knows? It's it's the NFL. Anything yeah. fucking happen. We just hope that it, you know, it doesn't happen badly um, at all for the Steelers because they tend to. This is a trap game for them. Total, total trap. Game. Easily, and and I, I mean, we're saying it now. Like it's real easy to say it. But to actually like play the game, like they know they know the history. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not if they lose, it's not going to be because they like didn't properly appreciate the history. It's just, I mean, it, if you're not suiting up, like you just don't get it. And there's no like there's no substituting for the actual intensity of preparation that goes into it. And both teams are putting it all out on the line, and. Yeah, it could go it could go very poorly for the Steelers, but they need to focus on you know they're in the driver's seat right now in their division. And you know, the only, this, this the would only be one, a setback. The only one that could come up and catch the Steelers would be the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And And we already opened this segment talking about what the hell's going on with the Bengals. Right, and how about the Saints lit the fuck out of the Bengals? Mm-hmm. On Sunday, yeah, where I had Drew Brees and Kamara on my fantasy team, and I'm mm. like, keep lighting it up. I know. Hey, what are you like? That, I was game, that game was so bad that Fox came back at like two minutes in the in the third quarter and was like, "No, we're gonna leave this game and take you to uh, a, a little bit of a better game." And they went to the Redskins game, which they was did. six to three. Yeah, and that I mean, yeah, they it, did that, and I was at I was at brunch. I was like, "No, I want to keep watching the Saints game." And like, we were at brunch <laughs> at Amel's and and. I was like, does anybody even care about this game? And I was like, Steve cares about this game. <laughs> so I was like, None of my guys were in it, and like the Steelers weren't playing. So I was just like, ooh, this is good for Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And, and I, on Sunday morning, where Amanda and I are, are cooking breakfast here, and I actually picked up a shift Sunday night because mm-hmm. Steelers played Thursday. I'm like, well, I need some hours. So, yeah. well, it looks like I ain't got shifts. I can either lay on the couch with Stella and watch football all day, or I can mm-hmm. go to work at four o'clock and watch football all evening and night and make some money while I did it. Mm. So that's what I chose to do. I got to watch most, I watched all the Saints game that was televised here 
And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, the Saints game's on, perfect, I can watch that. I mean, it's like, why do you want to watch Saints game? Because it's like, like fantasy football. She mm-hmm. goes, of course. <laughs> she goes, well, at least we get to watch them beat up on the Bengals. I'm like, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Um, well, but yeah, Steelers coming in to meet their order. they got Jacksonville this week. Next week, they go to Denver. Um, the Chargers come in. That game did get flexed to an 8-20 game. Uh, the Raiders game uh, is supposed... They haven't changed it on their time on the schedule yet on the on the Steelers app. But I did hear something about the Raiders game maybe going to 820. Or did it go from 820 to 425? I hadn't, I hadn't heard. I'll have to look into that. And then, so, and they go to the West Coast for that. So that means the Steelers will probably be leaving town on Thursday. Mm. Uh, get into Oakland Thursday night and then acclimate themselves Friday, Saturday, and then have the game on Sunday for the time change. Because that's tough to, like, fly out. Because I know being a bartender in this town, whenever the Raiders and the West Coast teams came in, they usually came into Pittsburgh on Thursday. Yeah. To acclimate themselves for the time change and so forth. They had stuff set up at, like, Duquesne at the bubble mm. for practices and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and then we got the big bad Patriots, man, coming in on the 16th, uh, coming into Pittsburgh. That game may or may not get flexed. It's slated right now for a 425 game. Hmm. I hope they keep that a 425 game. Even though the night games are so fun, but you're beat ass tired the next day. Yeah. You keep that, one, you keep that a 425 game, gives people time to go have brunch Mm -hmm. and still get boozy. Yeah. Tie a good one on before the game, and then the game's over at like 8 o'clock. You can still stop at your local bar on the trolley on the way home, yeah. have a couple more beers for a nightcap, and then go home and go to bed after the 11 o'clock news and watch sports showdown. It depends what you're doing. Like The problem with the 4 o'clock games is that they, they interfere with dinner. Well, so, okay, here's the deal. If you're one of those families that like eats dinner at the table and not at a bar, like Well, okay, you know, okay, here's tough, the deal. But... This is Pittsburgh during football season. I hear that. We I had just dinner I... around the Steeler game. I appreciate that, but I mean, you know, my mom works very hard to put a meal on the table for I, like I know ten people. I know your mom does so, every Sunday dinner at your you mom's know, house. Your brothers yeah. and everybody else get all back in. Your sister and yeah, y'all and I'm, I'm still here. I like to linger over my plate, you know. So like, I end up missing like most of the third quarter. <laughs> and then you got the Steelers got to go to New, uh, New Orleans. Yeah, that's not a pushover. No, hell no. They're having a great year this year. And then of course the Bengals come in for the last game of the season, which. It's the Bengals. It's the Bengals. Hopefully, at that point, we have the division locked up and a first-round bye in the playoffs, and that's a meaningless game where nobody plays. Mm. Uh, hoping. And they're, and they're having an open tryout to find starters so right. they don't get any of their regular players injured. Yeah. Especially guys on offense who have to share the field with Burfecht. <laughs> yes. Usually guys that have like the last name like Bell and Brown. Mm. Well, Bell's not no more. But so. guys who are prone to getting tackled. Yeah. Maybe the, o- the O-line can handle their business, you know. Maybe Ramon Foster should play running back that game. Ooh. That would be... That would be interesting. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like... They uh, just go with the jumbo package on like every down and be like, yeah, we already clinched a spot. We don't, we don't need to... We don't need to complicate things. And we certainly don't need anyone getting injured, so we're just going to have the, you know, the hardest guys to take down. That's just like William Perry. Mm-hmm. The fridge. The fridge. Getting thrown in at running back. If, like, the, if the Steelers had that, they'd have to call him the Frigidaire. <laughs> I don't know. Or uh, the Icebox, but Icebox was Little Giants. Yeah. I still remember watching that 30 for 30 with, with Jim McMahon saying how he would just, he, he's like, 
he'd just take the ball and throw it underneath one of the flabs that he had. <laughs> he just let him run. Like, oh, I mean, the the fridge full steam on a on a on a, on four steps from behind the line and just, mm. just hitting full steam that line. Oh, fascinating, man! Jesus Christ! They made a GI Joe out of him. That's how big a deal that was. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Like they never made a GI Joe of Warren Sapp. No, they never made a GI Joe of like Jared Allen, John Lynch, or, or you know <laughs> Greg Lloyd. <laughs> Greg Lloyd was a big dude. Yeah, still is, still is. But yeah, oh, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's some Steelers stuff on ESPN right now. Oh, it's it's a it's news about Flacco. Uh Lamar Jackson. Oh, Flacco hurt his hip. Lamar Jackson illness not practicing today. Baltimore uh, Ravens are having open tryouts for quarterback. Well, they got RG three. Oh. RG three is like well, they need a backup third string. Can you hold a clipboard? I could not play quarterback at a high school level could right you hold now. A clipboard? I can hold a clipboard yeah. all day long, but stand on the side, hold a clipboard, wear a hat, look good in the merch. I mean, I would have to wear that god awful purple though. Yeah, I don't think he'd look good in purple. I mean, I look good in like a nice purple shirt and tie and a suit, but oh. I wouldn't look good in like the purple ravens just wear a suit then yeah we all know you're not getting in <laughs> right just 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 they have... run their punter out there before they put your ass in oh the fuck that i i couldn't play at peewee level right now yeah i could be i, I could play Kids a bunch are of huge these days i could play a bunch of 10 year olds and still break a knee yeah <laughs> at this true. point yeah. it, ain't, it ain't happening I'm it's scared of turkey not bowl. A, oh turkey bowl no, i ain't even getting involved in a turkey i'm bowl. gonna try to have it Nope. My friend down in Chapel Hill, he's like, hey, like, you know, maybe we get a little turkey bowl together. But he, he gave me, like, a wink emoji, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't serious. But I'm just like, shit, man, like, there's enough kids around now. Wait till you show up. We got enough kids involved that we should just, like, all be coaches. Wait till you show up and your buddy down in Chapel Hill has, like, the turkey bowl and it's with, like, the UNC and the Duke players. Like, yeah, <laughs> flag football. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, I'll just watch. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll keep stats. I'll keep stacks. <laughs> awesome. Anything else going on this week other than getting ready for Thanksgiving and I travel? Mean, it's, it's an international week for soccer, so apparently the U.S. men's national team is playing England coming up here in like about a half hour, but I, I'd i almost rather watch the Ireland versus Northern Ireland game. Um, oh, is that one played in a stadium with fans? Or is yeah, they, there's fans. <laughs> they, they didn't like. They're not like kept out. Is there a it's, bunch of armed guards on the on the? Uh... I mean, there there's probably more like stewards, as they call security guards in Europe, like than usual. But it's it's not as bad as like say like Serbia versus Albania, where they had to play in front of an empty stadium recently because some someone flew a drone over the stadium the last time they played, and it resulted in a riot among <laughs> both the players and the fans. Because the drone was carrying a flag of, like, Greater Albania, which, like, includes, like, parts of, like, Kosovo and Serbia, and, like, they were, like, not happy about that. So, yeah, it's not quite like that. The, the big deal about the Northern Ireland game is that Ireland's manager, Martin O'Neill, um, played for Northern Ireland in his playing career days. So, you know, it's kind of a big deal for him. It's like, you know, it's only happened like a dozen or so times in like... Where a coach he's, plays he's, against his team. Coaches against the, the country where he's from, like one of which was like Jurgen Klinsmann um, when he was the U.S. coach, coached against Germany. But I mean, that's Germany, you know. Like this, this is going to be like a competitive match that could go either way. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure. I guess there's international soccer over the weekend also. Um, 
so yeah, like my I don't get as into the international stuff, especially when it's just friendlies. Like this time of year, like, like you know, they they play club games and then they take a break. And um break time. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm all in on pigskin right now, man. Oh yeah. You know? And there's there's hockey and basketball to fill in the gaps. Definitely is. So Definitely is. It's a great time of year to be a sports fan with uh college and NFL and uh NHL hockey, uh, NBA basketball, if you're following any of that, and uh, college basketball, which is where I like to watch. Yeah. So, but All right, folks. Have a great week. Uh, Matt and I may or may not be able to record next week on Thanksgiving based on schedules and travel because we're both leaving town yeah. um, for a couple days. And um, Just in case we don't, happy Turkey Day. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and so forth. Go from there. You know, and, don't, uh, don't eat too much of any one thing. Okay, you know, eat a like, lot of everything. Eat a lot of everything, but don't like <laughs> fill, don't fill up on stuffing and be like, "Oh man, I didn't get enough potatoes." You know, or I like to fill up on potatoes. Potatoes I, are the most popular item at, at my table. Mine too. I make them for both. I yeah. have a friendsgiving this Saturday. Okay, and then we have my Thanksgiving with my family in Ooh. Ohio. Yeah, uh, on Thanksgiving Day, and um, I, I'm requested to bring potatoes to both. Awesome. I do a uh, red skin mash with roasted garlic and cheddar cheese and nice. bacon and sour cream and butter and everything. I mean, they're probably like, you know, 5,000 calorie <laughs> potatoes. Mm. <laughs> but it works. I like it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we'll, Matt and I will check out our schedules and see if we can get in here and get a and get a, some type of a quick show uh, after the weekend. And it, like you said, it has to be Monday. We have to check our schedules. Be, yeah, or from someone on like the back end. Or someone on the back end. When are you back in town? Saturday depends. Like I kind of want to come back on Saturday because like we, the, the cats are like a handful. Yeah, and I I feel bad like like who's watching cats? Rocky, Jody and Rocky, Jody and Rocky. Because yeah. like like seriously, someone needs to stay at my house. <laughs> like Moses needs to eat like twenty four constantly. I'm, I've got a diabetic cat. It's yeah. So he, at least I, at least he doesn't need shots yet. But yeah, he pretty much needs like constant protein. So try to get back saturday sunday's obviously football i mean maybe maybe we'll get you you know the next monday i don't know we'll, we'll figure, figure something we'll out. figure it out we'll let you guys know but uh y'all have a great thanksgiving if we don't talk to you before and there's other sorgatron podcasts you can oh there's so, in many our absence, other, you know? so there so many other sorgatron they're, they're podcasts. cracking out content like i can't even keep up with it it's 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 tough especially i mean I, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where i'm gonna start watching wrestling again Right, because so I can like the Wrestle Mayhem, Mayhem show because you know like it's all good, it's all good stuff. So check it all out. You know, have a happy Thanksgiving. Like you know, hope your teams win. If you're listening to this show, you're probably a fan of the same teams as I am. So awesome! Yeah. Enjoy, folks. Have a great week. Hey, Ians! Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Fernald on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.